Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for blessing us with it, Lord, and for blessing us with your Holy Spirit to help us to grasp it and understand it. Lord, we do ask you, Lord, today to, to do that once more, Lord, as we open our hearts to you, that you would speak to our hearts, Lord, by your Holy Spirit and, and help us to grow in you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as most of you know, I was very blessed this past year being able to sell my farm and yet continue to live there. During COVID-19, there's no place I'd rather be. But being a dual citizen, the sale has made things quite complicated and stressful with taxes. And tax time for me in the U.S. just ended. Uh, and that was right before I left uh, for the States to see my mother a few weeks ago. Uh, and there I was trying to, to help her. I was trying to um, help her buy a much needed car and begin the process of organizing her estate along with my brother and sisters. And I was able to get my second vaccine earlier down there as uh, earlier than I could have um, done in Canada. But those two weeks um, between the taxes and the trying to buy a car and the um, estate planning and returning home turned out to be about as stressful a two weeks as I could remember. So much so that I began experiencing severe chest pains one day from all the anxiety. That happened as I was faced with the process of returning home to Canada and I kept running into roadblocks, especially with regard to testing for COVID that was required. It seemed that Canada's requirements uh, were impossible to fulfill from the US. But Maria wasn't feeling well, so I needed to return home soon and yet I was being blocked. Well, I finally did, of course, make it back here. But as I started my work week, I felt spiritually bankrupt, even, even though I had not given up my regular um, prayer time and, and Bible reading and devotion time in the morning. I've, I just felt so empty when I returned. And that's not a comfortable place to be, as you might imagine, for a pastor to feel spiritually bankrupt. And the only thing that had been missing, really, was, was Maria. Maria and, and the regular fellowship, um, which is not so regular these days during COVID. Um, and, and coming home, the day after returning, Maria had her radio preacher on as usual in the morning, the late Adrian Rogers. And I was challenged by his message as I often am. You see, he presented the idea of a promised land of peace and rest here and now for believers, which was totally opposite of what I had just experienced the two weeks before. And that promised land he described as life in the spirit. Now the promised land of peace and rest, in my opinion, 
really was not here and now, but waiting for me in heaven. Because this life here and now often seems to me like a mind-filled wilderness that I must battle through, albeit with God's provision. And perhaps I think this way, not simply from my experiences in life, but also because I heard and was burned by false prosperity preachers growing up and in my early 20s who had preached something like a promised land here and now. But I know Pastor Rogers is certainly not of that camp and I respect him. So I kept listening to what he had to say and he had some very good points. And as I listened to him, I recalled that some of the nations the Lord had left in the promised land to test Israel with. That, that's from Judges 3.1, you can read that. In heaven, of course, there's no need of that. But if the promised land is really life in the spirit here and now, we can see that example might fit as adversity that Christians face today does test us and it keeps us dependent on God, as does our self-seeking nature that strives against God's spirit within us. Well, the following day, Maria read me something from a devotional from T. Austin Sparks that also struck me and revealed my need to me. You know, what would I do without Maria? You know, God knows what he's doing when he brings a Christian spouse into your life and provide, provides that type of intimate fellowship. But we certainly need um, fellowship with one another. Well, the devotional said this, we have no right to go to the unsaved and bid them to come to Christ and find rest until and unless we ourselves know that rest. Our testimony and our ministry is jeopardized, weakened, limited, and discredited if we are not ourselves in rest. As I read that, or as Maria read it to me and I reread it, I thought, is that true? Is that true of me? If so, fruitlessness is no wonder, as we are not being true witnesses of our Lord when we are not in rest. It went on. This is the object of the enemy's activity in this matter, to discredit us by taking from us that very birthright of our union with him who is never perturbed, never anxious, never in doubt as to the issue, the one who reigns. So the so-called birthright that Austin Sparks is referring to here is peace and rest in God. Again, is that true? Is that our birthright here and now? I know it's our birthright forever, but what about now? And I must admit the thought of our birthright being birthright being rest here and now seemed rather foreign to me when I first read this because of the battle that, that had just been raging inside of me in the past two weeks. 
But it was more than that too. It is also that Christians in many parts of the world are still being persecuted. And Christians here are under attack constantly by illness and sin and all kinds of um, other things, the world and its encroachment. So where is the peace and rest for the true Christian in this world that the promised land offers? I, I really want to, um, someone to show me. And, and what about Paul who said in 2 Corinthians 7, 5, for indeed, when we came to Macedonia, our bodies had no rest, but we were troubled on every side. Outside were conflicts, inside were fears. That doesn't sound like a restful promised land to me, does it? Or to you? But Paul went on and really, here's the answer. Nevertheless, God who comforts the downcast comforted us. So God was there and God provides the rest. God was there with them and he comforted them. But how did God comfort them? It's interesting. He comforted them by sending them another Christian brother. He sent them Titus and Titus came with an encouraging word for them and that made all the difference. God was there orchestrating everything, but God brought that peace and that rest and the comfort to Paul and Timothy by bringing to them another Christian brother. Well, Austin Sparks wrote on, rest is the practical outworking of our belief that he is Lord. You see, if we believe that Jesus is Lord over all, peace and rest will prevail, even though there will be some rough times, of course, in this life, now and then, Jesus is Lord even in the midst of those times. And, and so when we believe, we can rest mentally even in the midst of all those trials that come our way. Otherwise, as Austin Sparks says, the very Lordship of Christ is struck out by the, struck at by the unrest of the people of God. So let me repeat that whole sentence with, with an edit to help you understand what he is saying there. He says, rest is the practical outworking of our belief that Jesus is Lord, but without that belief, the very Lordship of Christ is struck at by the unrest of the people of God, or I would say by the people of God being in turmoil. That statement should shake some of us up. It indicated to me right then that there was something wrong, that something was out of kilter in my own spiritual life for those, those uh, past two weeks, uh, feeling how I felt and seeing how I had acted over those weeks. Difficulties 
in life do make a difference in our peace and rest, but they are not the real issue. They simply add and bring the real issue out. The real issue is our faltering faith in God sometimes. And that's, and that's why I had been so anxious. Some sort of unbelief was creeping in and that was the underlying problem. That was causing fear. And at those times we must go and ask the Holy Spirit specifically to reveal what it is what's behind it, where it came from, what's the issue, to ask him and allow him to do his work in us, preferably with our, our Holy Bibles open. And, you know, perhaps I began doubting that the Lord is, is, is in control of all these things. And, and sometimes we, we doubt that the Lord is all good and all loving and kindly looking over every aspect of our lives because of some circumstance that he allowed or some experience that happened. And sometimes we feel that we must act hastily and not wait around for a clear answer from, from God. But especially in those times, we must be careful. In those times, uh, we have to ask ourselves, is our life really in tune with the Holy Spirit? Ask ourselves, what place do we give to seeking and trusting our Lord daily and in all situations? Do we act with the knowledge that He is the biggest factor? Do we go to him first so that panic does not set in or take over? And, and do we even praise him for victory even in the midst of ourselves being overwhelmed? You know, many things in life go wrong and go beyond our control. And it's time that we got used to that and learn to trust and rest in our Lord even in those times. Hebrews warns us, Beware, brethren, it says, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. That's the real danger, the unbelief causing us to depart from the living God. And there is where we need one another. There is where we need a Titus or a Maria or a Pastor Rogers or Austin Sparks or a Deacon Allen or a Barbara or any lay person who has strong faith. There's where we need one another. We are in this promised land together, which sometimes feels more like a battlefield. But that's why verse 13 goes on like this, but exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through deceitfulness of sin. Well, let me ask you, are you doing that? How often do you exhort another Christian brother or sister in the Lord? 
How often are you exhorted by another? I hope it's more than Sunday. Scripture says, exhort one another daily. That's a command from God's word. And it is a necessity for Christ's body here on earth, the church, to be at rest. As his church, we have to do better. Temptation and sin, they are alive and well today. They're as alive and well as they were in the promised land of today as they were in the promised land in Joshua's time. And that's why fellowship is so important for believers today. That's why Hebrews 10:25 says, let us not neglect meeting together as some have made a habit, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Brothers and sisters, the day is approaching and there is a danger in neglecting fellowship, a danger that looms larger than ever during COVID-19. And it is more perilous than COVID-19 as the spiritual is of more significance than the temporal. Fear cannot be what controls Christians. It ruins our testimony. Again, as Austin Sparks said, we have no right to go to the unsaved and bid them come to Christ and find rest until and unless we ourselves know that rest. Our testimony and our ministry are jeopardized, weakened, limited, and discredited if we are not ourselves in rest. Let's go to the Lord for help in this, shall we? Lord God, we do need your rest ourselves, Lord. We, and we understand that we cannot be true witnesses in this world to those who don't know you if we don't show a true picture of who you are and what you give to us here and now, Lord. We do thank you for salvation. Thank you for, Lord, eternal salvation. But Lord, we also thank you for the peace and the love that we have from you right now through your son, Jesus Christ, and and, and your Holy Spirit. So Lord, we, we just ask you to help us to have that rest and to encourage one another Lord, to exhort one another um, when, we, when we have that rest, to, to help our brothers and sisters to enter into that rest as well, Lord. Um, by your Holy Spirit, Lord, convict each of our hearts of where we are not trusting you, and Lord, bring us into this, this deeper reality of your rest. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I don't know if you could tell, but halfway through this sermon, I realized it's, I'm going too long. So I'm going to continue this uh, with this message with the same readings uh, next week and do it in two parts. So yes, we'll continue on uh, next week with, with this message. And I hope you come back and join us then. God bless. <music>